0: Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect.
2: Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is
0: Annie. Hey, this is Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. Okay, so this episode is about incels. Correct. It's been a long time coming, um, and I will admit I'm a little nervous to talk about it. Right. Um, And before we get into it, trigger warning for violence, sexual assault, and rape. So.
2: Let's just both take a collective breath. Yes. (sighs) Because it is a deep and dark subject. Yeah, um... But
0: it's something that we've been, we have been meaning to talk about it for a while. right? So, um, let's start with the basics. What is it?
2: What is incels?
0: Incels is a largely online community of over 10,000 mostly young men and boys who spew hatred towards women, blaming them for the absence of sex in their lives, um, and Yeah, mostly that's what goes on. But other things, other things. Um, (laughs) 80% of their members live in the U.S. and in Europe, and on average, about 55% are white. And they have called for things like acid attacks and mass rapes. And their ideology, which is called the black pill, yeah. essentially means that they have rejected women's sexual liberation and realized that, in their minds, women are shallow and cruel. Oh, because they reject, they're reject they being rejected, they're being shallow and cruel. Right. Okay. It's derived from the red pill, which is a name taken from the scene in The Matrix where Morpheus offers Neo a blue pill to essentially stay asleep, stay, stay what is it, ignorance is bliss? Yeah. Um, or the red pill to wake up to reality. Right. Meaning, in this case, reality, the realization that women want high status dudes. Black pill followers think their success in the sexual dating relationship realm hinges entirely on their looks. What this leads to is a kind of sexual class system. So the most attractive men are called Chads, and they make up about 20% of society. Of the men? Yes. Of the population of men, right. Yes, and 80% of women want a Chad. Do they? According to this ideology, and a Chad only, so that nobody else, they'll only accept a Chad. And they have racialized names for Chad, too. So there's Tyrone for a black man, Chang for an East Asian man, Shaddam for an Arab man, and Chadpreet for an Indian man. And the most attractive women, Stacys, will only have sex with chats.
2: So are Stacey's 80% of the women? No. Okay, because that seems really odd. Like, I'm like, wow, they move, They really have this very high standard of, or low standard of what's beautiful, the mm. 80% of women. Don't get me wrong. I think all the women are beautifuls. But <laughs> I'm not angry at them. Well, yeah. And well,
0: what women in the lowest 20% range when it comes to attractiveness in this whole ideology will have sex with men who are more towards the middle when it comes to their attractiveness, and these men are called betas, cucks, or normies. And below these men at the bottom are incels. Okay. And the slang term femoids or slang for that slang, foids, is used for women. Also, just a side note makeup is seen as kind of a fraud. And if you wear like short shorts and don't like being groped, then you deserve death. That's yeah. like not an exaggeration. This is
2: so, so this is the like, same guys I would think are uh, the pickup artists. Yes. That yeah. whole idea of mm-hmm. you deserve these and if you they don't want you then they are bad people who or uh are bitches. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well it's like a grand scheme of like manipulating women
2: right basically into not rejecting you. So incels are kind of like low self esteem guys. Yeah. I'm about to get cut I'm about to get cut.
0: <laughs> uh it reminds me I used to for some reason. Um, I know I've told this story on the show before, but for a while, when I would turn people down, turn men down at like bars and clubs, they would always say, if I was Brad Pitt, you wouldn't turn me down. And I, I thought it was weird that Brad Pitt was the name. Really? It was always Brad Pitt. He not was a Chad, I guess. I, I'm
2: obviously, Brad the <laughs> Chad. Um, yeah, anytime I ever rejected a man, which was not often, I didn't get. I don't get hit on typically that often, but it's usually like you can't make friends. You can't just be nice, mm-hmm. but, you know, like the whole, you know, oh, I'm trying, oh, now I'm mad at you, which right. would be along those lines, I would think. Yeah.
0: And mm-hmm. if it wasn't clear from the types of chads, the the various racialized types of chad names, there is a lot of racism. Uh,
2: yeah. And Surprise.
0: anti-Semitism. Surprise. Going on in these forums as well. Asian women are frequently called noodle whores. What? Yeah, uh, some label feminism as a Jewish plot designed to dismantle the western world. What's so powerful feminism. Um South Asian yeah, but incels, it's, but it's not working.
2: <laughs> <We're> <laughs> Apparently it's not slow working. And Is that how that's going?
0: <laughs> South Asian incels call themselves curry cells. They called themselves
2: curry cells? Mhm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Research shows that over 50% of all users have used overtly misogynistic language in their post. One of the most frequent posters believes feminism is a plot to only date top-tier men. I mean... <sighs> I mean, is that... I mean, yeah. <laughs> no? got us. <laughs> no? Okay. Um, another top poster was behind a thread called Why is every single woman a total bitch that ended with a call for all single women over 19 to be ground up in an industrial wood chipper.
2: Um, Someone's been watching Fargo a little too much. Yeah, you think that's what it is? You know, that's the one reference I get.
0: Okay, okay. And for most of us who have heard of incels, it's probably been through some of these violent acts that have happened in the past couple of years and I'm going to try to avoid seeing any of these people's names but here we go. In Santa Barbara in 2014, a man who identified as an incel killed nine and injured 14. And prior to his act of violence, he recorded videos blaming women who didn't want to date him. He also wrote a 141-page manifesto. And he wanted to start a, quote, war on women for depriving him of sex. And this inspired the hashtag Yes, All Women, right? Um, And it also inspired another killer in Florida who similarly released videos detailing his hatred of women before killing two women at a yoga facility, and some in the incel community labeled him Saint Yoga Cell. And it inspired another man to kill nine people in 2015, leaving a manifesto blaming women for his virginity and praising the 2014 killer. And this 2014 killer, he's seen as a saint Um, in that world. In that world, for for, not for everybody, but for a lot of people. And they use his name for saying, like, you should go and do what he did. Um, In 2018, a self-described incel man in Canada drove a van onto a sidewalk and killed 10 people and injured 14. And, yeah, the community largely praised him and called for more acts of murder. Someone wrote he would have a celebratory beer every time it turned out a victim was a woman aged 18 to 35. That is
2: very specific.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and if we step back a bit to 1989, a man by the name of Marc Lepine went on to inspire the username of a modern-day incel, but with Saint in front. Uh, he went into a university classroom in Montreal, demanded the men leave the room, and killed the nine women who were left, and then went on to kill five more women. In the letter found after he killed himself, he wrote he was fighting feminism, and this is the worst mass shooting in Canada's history. This would be one of the
2: examples of why feminism is important. Yes, it would be,
0: and it is. Um, People who study incels say that while these are terrible acts, we shouldn't forget about the more common everyday violence the incel community normalizes and commits as well, like sexual harassment, yelling at women, and even targeting ovarian and cervical cancer research funds. Then there's other things users post about, like injecting semen into chocolate bars and giving them to women. Um, somebody said he did that because he thought he had a chance with this woman, but it turned out she had a boyfriend because she's a total monster. <laughs> or sexually assaulting women in public, especially on public transit.
2: Right. And then we, you and I, talked about in the previous episode about femicide, and a lot of like some of the deaths that happen are when men get rejected mm-hmm. and feel like they have the right to harm or kill that person and or uh, violate that person some way or some form and this would be like exactly in those lines mm-hmm.
0: and some people who who study this say that a lot of this these posts are just talk because mm-hmm. the internet is a place where you can kind of be your worst self um but even so it is a community that celebrates violence against women like even if it is just talk it's talk, right? <laughs> um, and studies have shown, and members anecdotally admit that it shapes their worldview and makes them angrier and more prone to an accepting of violence or even harassment. And we've seen that it's uh, kind of similar to ISIS; like you get radicalized. Right, the,
2: the mob mentality in itself—that's mm-hmm. exactly what's occurring. Is they kind of go into their own little world and then encourage each other's stupidity
0: mm-hmm. and anger and hate, right? But there is a subset of about 100 men that actively promote other members to perpetrate sexual violence against women. And a lot of them are associated with a site run by a man who tried to kill President George W. Bush in 2008, claims he raped his ex-wife, and ran for Congress in 2018. Like, did he actually get his name on the ballot? I think so. He Uh, dropped out, though. uh, Oh, I would hope so. uh, He doesn't call himself an incel, but he's a big name in the incel community. And he and his followers push the rape pill, and here's the definition for that. Um, the understanding that for civilization to survive, femoines need to be treated as subhuman objects whose purpose is to obey and bear the children of supreme gentlemen such as ourselves.
2: Supreme gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: One of their sites with 500 members is called Raping Girls is Fun. Uh, they have tips for how to commit the most effective rapes, and as a whole, these sites and the people that peruse them believe that women should not have and should never have had any rights. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that's kind of what's going on there, and we have some more like present-day stuff, but we also have some history about how this incels um, got started. But first, we're going to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Uh, So for the history is kind of surprising and interesting, and I bet a lot of you have heard of it because it is surprising and interesting. Um, It goes back to an online community that was founded in the 1990s, and it was a community of shy, lonely people looking for other shy, lonely people. Eventually, this loneliness helped gather an online community, and they came up with the phrase involuntary celibacy to describe their experience, which was later shortened to, I think it was later shortened to, in, there there's a V in there, but then it was shortened to incel. Okay. Yes, and one of the first members who now goes by the handle Reformed Incel described the community as a, quote, kind of social justice warrior-esque place. Um, men who didn't know how to talk to women would ask questions and female members would answer them. And he's sort of a noted historian of the movement and how it devolved into what it is today. Oh. Like he's tried to record what what happened. What happened. Um, And the founder was a queer, progressive woman from Canada named Alana. Alana thought dating was confusing and scary, and she wasn't even quite sure of her own sexuality. And as a college student, she felt she was bisexual and started a serious relationship with a woman. But she wanted to help others like her who struggled with relationships, um, who wanted to have one but for one reason or another couldn't. Um, And to that end, she started the Alana's Involuntary Celibacy Project website. It didn't take her too long to realize that she wasn't entirely sure to help the people populating the forums, and she was in a relationship and kind of, you know, got busy, and in the early 2000s, she left the community. Now, she later went on to start a new project called Love Not Anger to kind of try to retake, right. try to start the so thing. So, the intent
2: wasn't as where it is today. Yeah. It's such a turnaround, I guess, that happens often. Well, then, this is when the community divided into two forums, the incel support and love shy. Incel support was inclusive and closer to what the founder intended. Moderators banned misogynistic posts, but Love Shy, on the other hand, did not really moderate the posts, and posters blamed women for the lack of sex, and one of the moderators lauded mass killings and killers and encouraged violence, and it was almost all men. Mm -hmm. Since it was online, it wasn't isolated either. It crossed over with very angry, dark internet places like 4chan, a site with incel-like ideas, section called R9K. A lot of incels became incels through 4chan. Then there's the Menosphere, which refers to a collection of sites almost entirely powered by men, like men's rights sites. This Venn diagram of sites blaming women fostered a larger community and one that took the name incel and made it their own and also claimed to have coined it in the first place. After the killer in California was reported to be an incel, the original community relinquished the term as toxic. But for the newer, angrier, violent community, the killer was a hero. So the forums posted Photoshop pictures of a, his face as Christian images, and his initials were mostly positive and used to condone acts of violence. And others blame him for the negative reputations of themselves.
0: Yeah, some some in the community think that, <laughs> that this is what gave them, I mean, it, it did, a negative reputation, and they don't um, laud him like the others do. And um, Reddit recently banned the incel subreddit but a new one opened in its place with 16,900 members and it also spawned incel tears which makes fun of the things posted by incels I have a friend who reads that religiously and even that upsets me
2: like it's funny but I'm like still how how do you even delve into that yeah yeah Um, we have a
0: little bit more to talk about but first we're going to pause for one more quick break for a word from our sponsor I mean, incels is obviously, to the nth degree, it's taking something to the nth degree, but we can, I mean, it does showcase like how in our society there is this idea of male entitlement right. and female obligation. Which is still hard to shake. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in this thought structure, women owe men sex, and the world is systemically messed up when men who want it are not getting it. And you can see this everywhere. But here's an example from a 2018 New York Times piece written by a social conservative. Quote, Our widespread isolation and unhappiness and sterility might be dealt with by reviving or adapting older ideas about the virtues of monogamy and chastity and permanence and the special respect owed to the celibate. And I know that there was even that discussion of, um, like, rationing sex. Like, how can we make sure everyone who haunts sex gets it? But at the same
2: time, incels look down on whores right, and sex workers. Right, and I know there's this prejudice against lesbians and bisexuals yeah. in general anyway and that they are not doing, well, first of all, it's sin, but it's also a slap in their face right. that they can get something without them, the men.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and and think of how we encourage women to feel when they want someone and can't get them, that it's their fault, right? right? That they're undesirable. They are to blame. Compare that to to this train of thinking, like, I'm undesirable, but the woman, the other party
2: is to blame and the world is to blame. And you owe me this. Why wouldn't you give me this? Because this is your purpose in life. Right. You know, and I kind of think about with the whole celibacy thing and the um, monogamy and chastity, all of these ideas, the whole sex strike that's happening right now, uh, I know I talked about it earlier with uh, the feminism episode but Alyssa Milano's whole thing and I'm thinking wow I know it's not completely related but this is kind of what we're having this conversation about how this takes the whole idea a traditional idea that women owe men sex mm-hmm. and so by being a strike it's something as if it's their job or their obligation so yeah. they're put, putting a strike on it and I know that's one of the big controversies like wait you're taking this negative tone on what sex is and who controls sex. Yeah, who's the
0: gatekeeper. Right.
2: And this is the whole conversation in that. It's like it, even though I'm sure in theory there's a lot of ways it could be helpful and, and you and I talked about some of the times that it has been used. You were talking about in Chicago um, when it was used for gay activity or men who were involved in gain and the women. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And then also way back when, when it was uh, thought of as, their obligation, women's obligation to have sex and birth children and so therefore being on a strike kind of yeah. takes that away. Um, but now it's kind of, we're changing that idea. We're changing what that looks like, what sex is and, and who controls it and who can ask for it and who can say no to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a really odd idea of what this is. And then this kind of, it does kind of feel like, And again, I don't really know too much about it. I'm more confused than anything else. It does seem like this feeds into this whole idea that a a woman's purpose is to have sex with men. Mm, You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, And I know I read that quote a couple of episodes ago about how feeling like you're a soldier called into war to help men with their blue balls. Right. Um, And I, yeah, I felt that way. And I've said, like, I'm someone who doesn't really sexual attraction and i felt
2: guilty about it because i was like oh but this guy's so nice to me and he wants to have sex i mean that but again you're right with all of this incels uh the idea that you are failing and or you are insulting a man by saying you don't want to be with him or anyone Mm -hmm. is unnatural yeah right that's the mentality of this um, that you are supposed to not necessarily want it, but at least give it. Right. It's not, it's not about your pleasure. So I guess, oh. again, I'm like, kind of like, all right, this is so hand-in-hand hand with what are we actually saying about sex and women once again
0: mm-hmm.
2: and who owes what and who has control of what. Yeah. And incels
0: are largely viewed as a backlash to progressiveness and feminism Throughout our history, laws have classified women's bodies as the property of men. Right. So the rape of a man's wife was seen as a crime against the man right. because the woman's body was not her own. And we're right. still
2: still trying to get away from that train of thinking. I think it just recently happened, I forgot what state it was, that they just turned over the law that women couldn't be raped by her husband.
0: Well, as was 1991 was... Um, when the United States finally, in every state, right, it was outlawed, and that is very, very recent. It's like a going back to the way things used to be, and uh, technology um, giving space for people to who feel this way to connect and to. Yeah, cheer each other on. Right.
2: Um, Apparently, like, yeah, in 2015, eight states still have semi laws that allow for wives to be raped. Wow.
0: (laughs) What a wonderful world we live in.
2: (sighs) Oh. So, Columbus, Ohio is Mm -hmm. the one that closed the loophole in, in May 4th, 2019, for the marital rape law. Wow. So yeah, I mean, it's still <laughs> yeah a thing, and the idea that we can't go past the whole women are properties, sex is an obligation, sex is a job, sex is a part of your uh, duties
0: mm-hmm. in
2: marriage. I mean, you still see that in shows and in and, and talking about procreation, and and there's still some shame for a lot of people to not be able to birth their own child, you know? Mm-hmm. And all of those laid down to you're, you're worth as a woman. Sure.
0: Yeah, My uh, one of my co-workers the other day, because because we, we do this show, like, anytime, which is kind of a fun, sad thing, but anytime, like, a bad
2: uh, something with feminism or women happens. I'm starting to get that now, too, that I'm yeah. like, oh, you are? Share what about it with this? You. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's bad. But one of our
0: coworkers <laughs> sent me a song. I had never heard of it, but it was a Dave Matthews song called Daughters. Oh, and God. it's like, be nice to your daughters because they have become mothers
2: oh, or it, something. <laughs> I think that's an old, old song. Yeah, it's old. Yeah.
0: But he was, it was just funny because he was like, can we not view women as
2: anything other than like a walking baby oh. <laughs> a receptacle? That's what we're created for, and in God, oh. God help the women who actually can have children. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the whole societal idea is that, and in, in the internal struggle that you felt somehow mm-hmm. because you feel like that's what you're supposed to do, and, and at the same time, that's what you want to do, and that's fine, yeah. and that's heartbreaking in itself. But it is a whole big thing of like, am I a lesser person? because I don't or I can't. Mm -hmm. And of course you're not. Of course they are not. And and it's just a heartbreaking situation that stuff like this, which just goes into a volatile state where death has to happen as a result of someone's insecurity. You know, that's just... And the fact that we are hearing more and more of those, um, the whole idea that a young child can be raped for the sins of someone else in the family. You know, I know that's happened a few times in the world, and it's just heartbreaking that that's even a thing or the student who was killed because she reported sexual assault of their professor you know it's just why is this a thing that they're so undervalued women are undervalued and it's still a conversation that we have to constantly have because once again as you said the not not necessarily the the finality of death is not the only thing we have to talk about here but acid attacks or continued harassment, continued stalking, that you owe them something. Yeah. Um, is absurd. And even um, having our listeners who talk about the fact that they could deal with this in, at their workplace constantly being badgered, that's a part of the same thing, that the, you owe them something because you exist in their world or in their yeah. environment or you're nice to them. And that's the other part is why we just, we can't be nice sometimes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you're... And then
2: people get pissed off about that. Yeah. Yep. Um yeah, I
0: mean, I think we we having this conversation about incels is really important and it it's so kind of frightening, right. but I I do think that it says a lot about our views on women in general that this right. is can be allowed to
2: exist. That it does exist and yeah. even when you try to shut it down it still keeps popping back up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the end of this episode. I mean, it's something that we have to look at. And no, totally. Once again, I think we decided to put this under like a feminism uh, episode arc, no. because this is why it is important, yeah. once again. And when I try to talk to people who are so scared of that word, we'll talk about these are, what we're really looking at is safety and equality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. safety is a big okay. factor in trying to be equal being able to once again walk out in the street by yourself without being threatened or being in a female in a ma- mainly like male predominant area and be treated the same mm-hmm. I mean I told you the story a while ago about me going into a conference that were mainly made up of males and feeling so insecure because the immediate looks and the immediate like judgments that were happening mm-hmm. and I was automatically focused on because I was a woman in in a sea of men. Right. right. And that's absurd.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, it's been on our, I think I started this outline a year ago, and we finally, finally did it. Um, And we would love to hear from you listeners, and such a strange transition, but... (laughs) We always want to hear from the listeners, We do, so. we do, we do. Um, so you can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. That is a new email, but if you send to the old email, it'll it'll come our way. You can also find us on Instagram at Stuff I've Never Told You and on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Andrew Howard. And Andrew. And thanks to you for listening. Thank you. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works.